Glory to you, Lord Christ. After the wise man had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill as had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I have called my son. And Herod died. An angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who are seeking the child's life are dead. And Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you for this gift of this morning. We pray that you would speak to our hearts today. Open our ears, our hearts, and our minds, Lord God, that we might hear you and receive you, and we might be filled with you. Pray that you would give me your words to share with your people, and pray, Lord God, that you would do great and mighty things among us today. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. It is so good to see you all today. Well, yesterday, I went bowling. Exciting, huh? Now, I'm a terrible bowler. Terrible. Like, I just don't get bowling, right? It's so hard for me. On paper, it seems like such a simple game, doesn't it? Right? I mean, all you have to do is get this massive ball down the middle of like a three and a half foot wide lane, 60 feet long, right? And you have to hit a target that's like three and a half feet wide. It doesn't seem that. And it's like, they would fall over if you blew on it hard. Right? It doesn't seem hard, does it? I mean, it seems like you could just give that ball a little nudge and it would just go and do all the work for you. Is that your experience of bowling? Man, that is a horrible, hard sport. I like pulled my hamstring, my hamstring and my back. Oh, man, it was terrible, right? It's just a deceptively simple game. It looks like it'll be so easy. I mean, nothing changes, right? The lane is smooth. The lane is flat. The pins are always in the same spot. They don't, like, move around or anything. And yet, it's almost impossible to knock those things down. I had a simple plan, right, every time for my first shot when I got up there. My simple plan was put the ball straight down the middle of the lane and hit that center pin. Right? How hard could that be? Well, out of my 40 tosses, I did it like 
maybe twice. Right? It's hard to do that. There's all these factors. Then you get tired and your fingers start flopping out of the thing or you overhold it and chuck it in the next lane. I didn't do that. Fortunately, I didn't. I came close, but I did not do that. It was bad, though. Right? I had a goal. I had a direction. I knew the way I wanted things to go, and it did not go my way. And the score reflected that reality. (laughs) Fortunately, God is not hindered in the same way as me. His plan always is awesome. Although it doesn't always appear to be at the time. And his plan always comes to perfect completion. Regardless of the circumstances that get in the way of it. In our gospel passage for today, we have the account of the flight into Egypt. Right? This was an Air France flight. Um, you might No, I'm just joking. Come on. Uh, this was the event that we have after the visit of the wise men. Uh, you have Joseph, Jesus' dad, where he's warned in a dream. Get up, take the child and his mother. Who's the child? And who's the mother? You got it. And flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Herod is going... I know it's a bad, it's a bad part of the story. You got it right. It's a good time to cry. Herod is going to come looking for Jesus to kill him because he knew through the wise men that the king of the Jews had been born. And Herod was interested in job security. Right? And this new king represented a possible threat to his reign. So Joseph is warned by God to beat feet. And so what does Joseph do? They take off, right? They pack up and they move. They go to Egypt. He obeys God. They get out of reach of Herod's goons. And there in Egypt, Jesus and his family are safe. They live there until Herod dies, and then they seek to return home, but find that the current leader in Galilee is a little unsavory still. And so they instead settle in Nazareth, and in so doing, fulfill the scriptures that said that the Messiah would be a Nazarene. Isn't that amazing? Even like corrupt leaders cause the scriptures to be fulfilled. Now this might sound, or this might just sound like the the plot line for a great action flick. You know, you've got conflict, conflict, intrigue, escapes. But there's so much more going on here. In our passage, which follows the movement and protection of Jesus' family, we see a clear parallel to the Old Testament account of the calling and care for the Israelites. In that older story, another Joseph brings his family to Egypt to protect them. Coincidence? I think not. In this case, in this case, Joseph brings his family to Egypt to protect them from family, or from famine, sorry. Family is a thing to get protected from too sometimes, but this time it's famine in the Old Testament. This Joseph is the son of Jacob, or Israel. He and his brothers are the fathers of the twelve tribes that would make up the kingdom of Israel. You've heard of these guys before, right? Remember how this Joseph got to Egypt? What was the catalyst event that sent him to Egypt? Sold into slavery by whom? His brothers, that's right. So maybe sometimes we do need to flee from family, I guess. Um, Yeah, he was sold into slavery by his brothers. But did God let that be the end of Joseph's story? 
No, God put him in such a place that he that he um, earned the favor of Pharaoh. Pharaoh made Joseph his number two in charge of the entire kingdom. And so when famine hits the land of Israel, his brothers come to Egypt seeking food, and the relationship between Joseph and his brothers is reconciled, the family is cared for, and they all move to Egypt. And this is awesome, right? They're all, you know, having a good time in Egypt until what happens? A new pharaoh. Right, The new pharaoh comes in who does not remember Joseph. And this new pharaoh makes the Israelites all his slaves. Right, You remember the movie. right? They've, they all are making bricks without straw. It's a rough time for those Israelites. But then God delivers them in the book of Exodus uh, through the Red Sea and sends them to safety and ultimately to the promised land. Now, is this a coincidence that these stories so quickly mirror one another, or so closely mirror one another? You got two Josephs, you've got Egypt, you've got the Promised Land moving back into it, um, you've got acts of powerful acts of deliverance, you have even um, firstborn sons dying in both stories. I mean, this is like the parallels go on and on and on. Is this a coincidence? No, not at all. Not at all. Do you think God knew when his son was born, Jesus, that um, this was going to happen to him? Absolutely. He set this up. you think when Joseph, the first Joseph, was there in Egypt, that God had a plan to do this again in a powerful way through his son? Yeah, absolutely. He knew about it all before. But why would he link these two stories? What's the point of it? I mean, it sounds cool. Right? It's neat to have these parallels, but why in the world would God do that? The reason he would do that is that he was showing us that Jesus Christ was all of Israel. He was the embodiment and the fulfillment of all that God had called Israel to be. Therefore, the story of God's deliverance was wrapped up in Jesus Christ. But while Jesus was all Israel... He was very different as well. Because when Jesus had been put back in the promised land, he did not forget the Lord who had guided him. Instead, he was faithful to his father to the end. He did what no other Israelite could do or ever did do. He remained in perfect relationship with God forever. Now, what does this mean for us today? Right? Well, Jesus is not, real, is not only all of Israel. He is also all of us, too. He has been clothed in flesh, our flesh. And he has walked where we have walked as well, and he has been challenged, and he has been tempted as we have, and yet has not wavered in his faithfulness to the Father. And it is this Jesus, this Jesus who took on our flesh, that we turn our hearts to today. It is with gratitude and praise that we seek him and give our lives to him. We thank God that when he has a plan, he carries it to fulfillment. And we trust in him that his plan does not end once our time in earth is complete. Because remember what our Savior said, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. 
It is this hope in a God who carries out his plans that gives us comfort today as we face our own failure to carry out the simple plans of our lives. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you. Thank you that you do fulfill your perfect plan. Lord, that you know what is best for us and you are carrying it out. Thank you, Lord God, that you did not abandon us when we abandoned you, but that you sent your son Jesus, Lord, to redeem us and to bring us back to you. Help us, Lord God, to trust you. Help us to put our hope in you and to believe you when you say you have a plan for us, Lord, to give us a hope and a future. We pray, Lord God, that you and your grace would fulfill what we never can. Lord, and we pray that you would bring us to your salvation. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.